Who is this? Who do you think it is? Mm, Santa Claus? Weird. That sounded that sounded weird. Who do you think it is? <laughs> you you went all high pitched for a second. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Attic and Consular Podcast. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is your co host, Adam. And we have our other co host, Barbaros Dindler. How come you only introduced your first name? What do I give my full because name? I want to, yeah, I want to stay a little bit, like, slightly more private now, all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> this is your co-host, Adam Taylor, and we have our other co-host there, Bob Rose Dindler. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And we want to welcome any new listeners. Really, it's a pleasure to have you on board and hope that you're able to get something out of this podcast. Um, I know that Bob Rose gets a ton out of it by listening to me and what <laughs> I have to say, right? That's why you, that's why you join us. That's why, that's why I do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no, but seriously, um, and for those that were, were, um, I'm getting all boggled up now because I'm not used to doing this. <laughs> we are, you can listen to us on all, all podcast platforms. <laughs> I'm fumbling all podcast platforms, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And if you listen on Spotify, feel free to comment in the comment section right on there. You can also contact us at our email address, the addict and the counselor at gmail.com. Again, that's the addict and counselor at gmail.com. And the counselor, the addict and the counselor at gmail. Did I not say that? You did not. All right. The addict and counselor. You just did it again. The addict and the counselor at gmail.com. Third time the term. The addict and the counselor at gmail.com. Uh huh. All right. All right. What's that? What I got. All right. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think. Um, you know this episode. I mean, I mean, I, mean I, I think we should focus on your most recent retreat. If you want to, um, can we instead start off with my most recent research publication? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the Addiction Journal of Medicine. Some research that I helped complete over two years ago is will be published in the Addiction Journal of Medicine. Wow. And I'm, and really, I, I'm in the presence of a researcher. I Well, the thing is, is that <laughs> really the only thing in it for me, like on like a selfish level, I guess, I, I don't know what, like sure other people can read it and other, maybe other substance use programs can use it to help guide you know what they're gonna do but like for me like right now like sitting here all like the only perk for me is like i get one day to like brag about it you know <laughs> so, 
like today's my day. Let me, you know, let me talk to a few, tell a few people about it, and heck yeah, a bit, you know. But heck yeah, yeah. So at in um, the last nonprofit agency that I worked for, I was the head of quality management and was in charge of like all compliance and process improvement for 12 programs. And I helped out with creating a medical slash behavioral um, protocol for clients that were coming into one of our detoxes, our meal detox program, who were detoxing off methamphetamine. Mm. Okay. And no other program in the state had like a standardized like protocol for methamphetamine. So we're like, this was like, you know, a big deal for us, you know? So yeah. we're like, we'll be the first one in the state to like give this pro, like a real protocol, like a, a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had, you know, medication, you know, the medications that we were using. Um, and we had like behavioral interventions, like, like they didn't have to go to group at all. You know, that was like one of the things you don't do just like stay in your room, you know? <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, we had like a quiet room and stuff, like separate space set up. But like, I don't feel like that got utilized probably a lot. But like what got utilized was like staff not telling them to go to group or <laughs> counseling. You know what I mean? That was like the one that like that was the, the major behavioral like intervention that that we probably use the most of. But anyways, so separate from like implementing the protocol, like separate from the actual, like the agency that I work for, we did some, we did research to see the efficacy of Mm -hmm. the protocol that we created, right? So uh, it was me, it was the COO, MD who helped create it, who was like one of our on-call docs, but like the head of like psychiatry for adolescents at MGH for addiction or something, something mm. like that. Big guy, big, big shot dude, you know, yeah. who like done, done tons of research. He was like heading it up, you know, he was like in charge, like the prince, I forget what they call it, the principal, whatever. Investigator. Yeah, 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 thank you. You're welcome. Um, and... COO, MD, another MD dude, like who had some input. And that was basically it. Okay. How long was the research for? hmm? How long was the research last? It was conducted over a six month period, I believe. Not even, like, I can't remember like a lot of it, you know what I mean? But it's been like, it's been a little while. Like it was funny. Cause like, so it was about, I, I believe from what I remember, like a six month period. Right. But we don't, you don't get like a ton of meth patients. Like you, we were seeing like an increase in it, but like most clients are like detoxing. They don't like the withdrawals of opiates in the withdrawal for opiates. Like is, is like over, um, you know, it, it, the meth, the meth, the agitation from the meth kind of disappears because of like the opiate withdrawal. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot to take on. So the focus is usually that if they're using both. But and then we'd get in. We were having like an increase in just meth. Like people that just were coming in just to like come off meth, and that those are who we were 
using the protocol on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So it was, um, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to be part of. And so like <laughs> the last nine, so about nine months ago, I got an email like out of nowhere, like not really thinking about this. Like I, at this last agency where, where I did, I helped out with this. I just, you know, I just took off, right. Mm. One day I just took off and went on a fucking, you know, crack binge, you know, just never showed back up. He, I've shared about it on here quite a bit. Like the HR director was like leaving me voice messages, like worried for my life, you know, yeah. like, I was not, like people were legit concerned. And so like about nine months ago, I get an, like email out of the blue from like, um, he's like doing something for that agency now, like related to like research stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's, but I got an email from him, um, giving my per- permission to be as one of the authors on the research. I'm like, hell yeah. Like this was out of the blue. I'm in a sober house. Right. I got like a few months clean. <laughs> you know, sorry for myself. And I get this email. I'm like, yeah, this is like, a you know, a bright spot in my, my miserable existence. <laughs> but so, so, but, but let me tell you, so like you think like, well, what I thought was like, okay, this is going to be published. He's telling him, you know, he wants my permission. I gave him my permission to use my name as author and, um, and you know, this is going to happen. I start getting emails from this dude, question after question. Now, like, my mind is all fogged up, you know? <laughs> like, it, it, never mind, I didn't work there for like a year and a half, but like, I was spiraling out of control the last like month I was there. I then went been in and out of treatment, in and out of treatment, in and out of like hard use, and my brain isn't like, what it should be, you know, especially like memory of that stuff, right? It's not firing in all cylinders. Right. And he, email after email, Adam, do you remember some of the themes that you saw? I'm like, really, dude? Like, you have what you have. You, we have what we have. I don't sure. know what to tell you. You know what I mean? But like some things I would remember, but some I wouldn't. And I was honest with them. Like, I, I don't know. It's too long ago, dude. I, I can't remember that. But, um, I got an email about two weeks ago, another email. Like, I'm thinking this thing's wrapping up. Two weeks ago, I got another email. Adam, um, hate to bother you, but there's some sticking points the um, journal has about the research. Can you answer these questions for me? It's four questions. I'm like, oh, my God, is this never ending? Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> Just get published already. Um, so, like... I'm like, I answered the questions as best I could. I answered like two out of four of them or whatever. Like the others, like I couldn't remember. And then I get this email today. It's official, published. I'm like, and then I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like, ah, there I am. Oh, I'm reading I'm like, up oh, there I am. And then it said led by, led by the head of QA for the facility. Yep. There I am. I'm like, <laughs> It was so, like, it was cool, like, going through that, yeah. you know? But and then, like, I'm so, like, I don't know if you know, but I can go real negative real quick. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you heard. 
I just can get this. known you like, for a bunch of years, but sure. Yeah, and my negative mind says, yeah, I freaking threw away, like, a really good, like, opportunity at a, you know, good agency with, like, where I was just going to, like, grow. I, some of the best stuff, I, believe it or not, I was there for, like, a little less than a year. My, like, my best stuff are, like, stuff that I perceive, like, the, like, really, like, great work that I've done in my 15-year, 20-year career was done at that agency. Wow. Yeah, in, like, a very short period of time. So, like, I, I'm like, yep, I threw that away. Like, that was, like, a really good position. Um, I was making, like, for once, like, finally making decent salary in human services right whatever that looks like for people yeah um and yeah there was nothing but like growth for me there and i just dipped out you know so whatever so that's where i went with my negative thinking mm. you could even allow yourself to like sit in the moment of like joy no i did i did but Eventually, I went there. So it did take a little while for me to get there, what I just said, actually. I didn't go there for, like, some hours. Why, why do you think you do that? Hmm? Why do you think you do that? Well, I think it's, like, it would, it's, I think some of it's just, like, natural, like, you know, something didn't work out <clears throat> that looked like it had like great potential and great opportunity and it didn't work out or pan out the way you thought it would. No, and, what I'm, no, what I'm asking is that like here you are, right? Years m- removed from being at this company and you're getting great news that you know, the research that you were a part of and, you know, not just a bystander, but pretty active in it. I mean, for people like us, um, you know, addiction medicine journal is is a, is a bit is a big deal. Yeah, you know, so like you got this great news, you're published, your name is all over the place. That's something you can kind of hang your hat on, literally put on your resume, and people can yeah. find it. Um, but then, like after moments of like being there, like that negative tone comes in to like deflate that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, you know, part of, you know, part of it's probably habit. Mm. Like, do that, you know. Yeah. It was, uh, it kind of reminds me of a a session that I had with someone recently. And, Mm. you know, their perception was like, and like, you know, we talked about it in therapy, which is, you know, they were experiencing something really positive and almost like they had to bring in something negative to like not counteract it, but like almost create a, like a balancing act. Because if like the notion was if there was too many positive things, then all those positive things would like completely diminish. So if I'm feeling good or getting like good things in my life, I have to like create something or find something like negative to like almost like bring myself down to like reality per se just so that i'm not like dropping from too high of a thing it was a really interesting conversation so like for you to be able to like have this you know this great news that anyone that you and i know would you know 
be head over heels for, yeah, you had to like almost like create that negative negativity to almost like not not feel those positive things, but almost like check yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Even for you to say that like out of your 20 year career in human services, the less than a year in that agency, you did your best work might be an exaggeration also. I don't know. To then... I did some pretty damn good stuff there, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just like, I don't know. I just, I just did some really good work there that I'm proud of. Was, was that your not first non-client direct, like direct contact with clients job? So I had a, qual- a quality manager position, um, like not like, not like, um, you know, not managerial, but like, a, you know, QA manager, you know, mm-hmm. under, under a quality director. Right. Um, so that was, that was, um, a non-client position that I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, that's awesome news, you know, man, I mean, you, you deserve it. Um, what, what's the, uh, the article's name? Um, hold on. You would think I would know this stuff inside and out. Journal of Addiction Medicine. Inpatient protocol for the treatment of methamphetamine withdrawal in patients with and without opioid use disorder. Oh, I guess some of them did, was in there with opiates. What do I know? yeah it's like long like the i have like the manuscript number the full title short title would be meth impatient protocol i mean so our some some of our audience is in the like the research world so you know give it a look see give it a read and uh no. Yeah, it should be coming out in next, I think, next month's journal. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, man. There you go. That's, no, that's that's awesome news. And, you know, not to kind of compare, but like when I was at Rutgers, I hooked up with a researcher that was dealing uh, with like, like addiction science. Yeah. And so like, you know, we talk, we, you know, we have the same like interests and, and whatnot. And obviously me and like direct care and, and him like more research. And it was, it was quite interesting conversation actually. Like uh, he was originally from Canada um, because of his like research findings. Uh, Rutgers actually gave him like his own like research lab, which is a big deal for researchers. Um, yeah. He did um, or does like magnetic uh, therapy specifically in the, like the reward center of the brain, uh, you know, with, you know, folks with addiction. Um, and so the first time I met him, he, he talked about like how he got into it, right. And his reason for like why he got into like addiction is that his older brother developed, you know, alcohol related issues and that really impacted him. And, um, and I think like in science and, and research kind of geared him towards 
like, you know, the, the addiction module, you know, model that, which was really cool. So the only thing that I really did with him was just like promote his like research. And of course, like being the director of the alcohol and drug program and, you know, having like, you know, access to like recovery students, you know, I, I would, you know, promote it, you know, you know, whatnot. And like months later, right. Similar to your situation, like, you know, he sends me, like the acknowledgement section of the research and like, there's my name. <laughs> like, well, I want to yeah. thank Barbaros for help supporting, you know, this and, you know, yeah. you know, finding, you know, candidates and whatever. I was just like, dude, I really didn't do anything, but like, I'll take it. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the, the conclusion of this research is very like the conclusion statement. It's like pretty general and vague. It's not like a lot to it. It's like four lines basically. Yeah. Despite limitations, we present a protocol for the management of inpatients in a substance use disorder facility with MEP use disorders. Preliminary evaluation of the protocol suggests feasibility, tolerability, and preliminary evidence of effectiveness. Further controlled trials, including longer term outcomes, are warranted. <laughs> yeah. That's a deal. That's for real. That's a daily. That's cool. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, the part of our our work is you know having current and up to date like research that is effective and can change treatment, and right impact people's lives uh, for the better. So, uh, definitely all for it. And I know like you and I have talked about I don't think on here so much, but like you know, therapeutic communities and how like research has proven like that kind of atmosphere does not work. It's not conducive uh, for compliance or, you know, recovery um, still used to a certain degree in certain environments. And so that, I mean, that came out of like research and not just, you know, people's own experiences, you know, some 30, 40, 50 plus years ago, you know, um, so, you know, all, all that is, you know, just to say the fact that, like, current research helps guide us in, in treating people with addictions, you know, in, in a better way and I think in a more efficient way. Yeah. And um, what I just post, I just posted on our, um, our Instagram page a link and um, the article from Nora Volkow, Volkow, the director of national institute for drug addiction and like i know we know this but her um like the the front of the article it says it says like only you know only abstinence only abstinence based treatment can you know is can like kill or what did it say i need to know what it says i I, i'm not getting it right hold on let me do this i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it right Right? sounds just like you right say it right you you never want to misquote nora volkov no no i've heard her speak by the way in person i know stop rubbing it in unbelievable Oh, here it is. I was way off, too. I couldn't even bring the words to my <laughs> frontal lobe. All right. NIDA director calls abstinence-only approach catastrophic for overdose crisis. That's what, like, the title of it is. And then I posted it on our 
our page. Mm, cool. Well, thanks for sharing. No problem. She's doing... I can't believe she's still director or president of NIDA. That's been like 25 years now. It's been a long time, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, she, she... I mean, for me, and she's probably not the only one, but like for me, she r- really brought, you know, brain chemistry and like addiction science to like the forefront. Yeah. I think even the, using the terminology of like the disease model... Yep. like the brain disease model, uh, you know, to light and really embrace like brain research for addiction and recovery, you know, to get it out of, you know, the idea that it's, you know, philosophical or, you know, like a self-help model per se and, you know, broad science and research, you know, in, into it. And I think really, you know, change a lot of conversation. Yeah, uh, in in people's lives, you know, once you start kind of understanding, you know, brain activity when it comes to addiction, active addiction, and even like short term sobriety, really fascinating right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think she's the best at what they what we do, you know. Oh, one hundred. Yeah, one hundred percent. So can we, do you want to dive into why you kept on texting me when I was supposed to complete <laughs> silence and no internet and stuff? Do you want to, no, but, so yeah, let's talk about the retreat. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so before I left for this, <laughs> this silent retreat weekend that I've been on several times in the past, and it's. It's at um, it's at Maronite Monk Monastery, right? So like monks, li- like about fifteen to twenty monks, like live there, right? That's their life. They take a vow of silence, but they have about ten beds for people, like outside community people, like myself, um, for us to come in and experience the monk life, right? And. So I'm getting, you know, I'm getting ready to go a couple of days before and I'm, I'm, you know, I've, to- I've told a lot of people like in my, my circle, I've mentioned it to you mm-hmm. um, and I've told several other people that like, and the reason I do this is one of the reasons I do this is because like when people and friends don't hear from me, they <laughs> get really concerned and worried. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never have. So I never have, not once, have had connection, phone connection, at this um, at this monastery. Okay, never. It's uh, what night was that? Saturday night. Saturday night. Somewhere, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Saturday night. I turned my phone on to set set my alarm for the next morning because it's a five twenty um, prayer that we're doing right and lo and behold i have some type of connection going on and i'm getting these texts from people which is typical right you have your phone off for a certain amount of time you know you get in a bunch of texts and, mm-hmm. and stuff <clears throat> but i see one from from yours truly bob rose <laughs> i have text you you have not responded and then, like, another one that says basically the same thing with maybe one different word or something. I forget. I just know it was slightly different, but, you know, not the same. Yeah. Um, you know, I've texted you. 
no return. I'm like, shit. I'm like, what are the chances I actually have like a little connection? Like I've <laughs> never had a connection, Barbara. When I say that, like, you know, I mean it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I text, I text you back. I'm like, Hey, I'm on, you know, the retreat or whatever. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot. May you find inner peace. <laughs> what you, that was it. <clears throat> but just fast forward before I get into like my experience there. Yeah. I get home and I'm talking to a friend and he says, Hey, so-and-so called me. They, they called me all worried because he said they, they asked me if I spoke to Adam because Adam's phone has been off for two days. Do you know, is he okay? You think, you know, what's going on? Right. And it took them like a few minutes of talking before they figured out that I, like they remembered eventually mm-hmm. and I on retreat, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but <clears throat> the first couple hours I was on retreat. I know this is like back and forth, you know, type of <laughs> timeline here, mm-hmm. but, but the first couple hours I was there, I went with my friend Don and I, I was just like reflecting on like, I, I was telling Don, Hey, you know, <laughs> it's interesting how many people like I have to make sure know that like I'm away <laughs> on like street where I don't have, you know, any cell phone connection. And he his response was, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I was on quite a few. Um, is Adam Taylor dead group texts actually mm. like, uh, so yeah, that like, it's a thing for me to remind, you know, tell people, but anyways, or you know, can, I, can, I, can I interject? You know an awesome way of letting the world know your location? What? Instagram. You couldn't have posted something on Instagram? Hey, folks, I'm going to be without cell phone from here to here. I'm at a silent retreat. Well, like before I get on the property? Yes! That way I can go into your Instagram and be like, what was this Jamoke's last post? Oh, wait a second. Excuse me. And so could everybody else. On their podcast, because I just did. Anyways. What? No, I just blew my nose on the podcast. Oh, great. Yeah, so, so, so maybe you try yeah, Instagram I mean, that you're on yeah. constantly to inform yeah. your loved ones your locate location and whereabouts. Just a suggest. Maybe I will do that next time. You're like for example, in a couple of weeks you're coming down here, people might not see you in, in mass or, or, or meetings or whatever. Maybe you let folks know. You put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is like my mentality when I go there to like the retreat is that I don't have cell phone service. Once I'm there, like, that's that. And then I try not to, I try to just, you know, get out of, like, the societal mentality, you know? What you're saying is, like, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't be able to do it on property because I usually don't have connection, although I did for, like, that time for whatever reason. Um, You're saying to do it prior to getting there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Think about it. 
<laughs> so, you want me to tell you about my days? Yes, that's what we're here for. So, arrived there about 2 p.m. on Friday. And let me tell you, it's like perfect, like perfect setup. I've never been there like the day after Thanksgiving, but like for a happy like me, like a, you know, I get all, you know, discombobulated sometimes after like family holiday dinner stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's like perfect timing, right? Mm-hmm. So the next day wake up and I go to a silent retreat, right? And so... I meet up with my friend Don at the diner, like about halfway there. Um, and we have a nice breakfast, but it was kind of close to lunchtime. And we usually drive together, but we, we just didn't do it that this time because I'm didn't where I'm living in a different location. So it'd be like more challenging to do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so the, the monastery is about 30 minutes from the diner that we met at. So get there, pull in at the same time and get in there. And I see, I take a little, like there's a board with like 10 beds. Like it's like, it almost like remind now that I'm thinking about it, it's like detox. You know how you have like client name board <laughs> that, that you're in. Like I was in bed four and Donnie was in bed three. <laughs> So, like, our names are up there, right? And, like, a nice, like, it's, um, you know, it's, like, wooden, you know, wooden slabs with our names on them, you know? Like, it, it's cool. It's cool, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like at the old detox where we're writing it in, you know, an expo. <laughs> Mark. You know? Right. Um, and so. See where we're at. I go into my room. Every it's single rooms, it's singletons, and it's a nice, clean setup in there, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Adam, is is a retreat free? <clears throat> um, so it's um, it's a twenty dollar suggested donation a day. Mm. So. If you're literally, if you're on, like, there's been a few times where I was, like, literally right off a relapse, and, like, I had, like, 10 bucks, so I left 10 bucks. But, like, you know, you try to pay the full, you know, obviously. But it's, you know, it's suggested donation, and they have an envelope there, but, yeah, you just leave the money in, you know, when you're leaving, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so in your room is, like, you have a... You have a bathroom, shower, you know, shower, toilet, bed. Um, you have like a little deck, like a breezeway. You can walk out, and the grounds is like, you know, it's just real open. It's Western Mass, right? Mm. So like a lot of land, and so we get there and we're settling in, and there's like some time, like the, your days are basically like. Um, full of prayer meditation, really. So, at like some point, it was probably like, yeah, it was about 4 p.m., Father Lewis. <clears throat> Father Lewis has been a monk there for 33 years, okay? And he's one of like the guest masters. And what all the, what that means is basically 
he's one of the, like two other monks that can come out like past like the gates where like the monks live and where they usually are like he's one of the three that can that comes out and like greets us and like helps us out if we need help or you know guides us a little bit maybe you know he'll give us some like spiritual direction um maybe he'll give us a confession you know all that type of stuff right Mm -hmm. so at um so like he came out and we're chatting with him and um I realized my dude, my, my guy, Father Marin, who's like usually like my go-to monk who like, I like to chat with. Now this guy, Father Marin, who's like my guy who wasn't, he wasn't available the way that like he usually is. This other guy, Father Lewis, Hmm. he was more available, but Father Marin has like a cool, like conversion story because he was like big time, like New York City whaler dealer stock market guy, right? Mm-hmm. It got like, like he got like he got like ruined, destroyed by like materialism, sure. like so so that he had like this this deep like spiritual experience where he converted to being a freaking monk. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I just like love that story, yeah. you know. Anyways, so like a full day, what a full day looks like there. So Saturday is like the one full day, right? Because we arrive, you know, at two on a Friday, half the day's over, right? And, and Saturday, Adam, are people like, again, you're showing us a silent retreat. Like, are, can you talk? Or is there verbal communication? Is it just all like eye contact and like yeah, pointing? So, so hold on. Yeah, feel free to smoke before you answer. No, I'm reading a new break that came up on my phone. Rest in peace to a legend among legends, Mike Tyson and fans mourn the saddening demise of, and then I'm not going to open it up anymore. So people will just have to look into it. Fantastic. Thanks for the news break, bro. Thank you. Let me go to do not disturb. Okay. So question, hit me again. (laughs) So you're calling this a silent retreat. And so like, how is the communication happening? Is it nonverbal? Is there some talking? Are there like places where you go to talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what all that means is the monks take a vow of silence, right? So, like in their in their like section of the monastery, there's no chatting, there's no talking. Like so like when we cross over to like their part, you can't you really shouldn't chat it up at all, right? When we're in our part, we're able to, like, maybe have a low-key conversation in, like, their library, um, and, like, you might meet with a monk and do confession, and obviously you're talking then. Hmm. Uh, But, like, overall, you're just, you're trying to be as quiet as possible. But, yeah, you go to, like, I go into the library with my buddy Donnie, and we were chatting, you know? But... (laughs) That answer? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. So any questions that come up, please don't hesitate. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so I love answering questions about this stuff. <laughs> so, so the full day is a 5.20 a.m. And they put optional, like when they give like the schedule to like retreatants. Mm-hmm. 
says optional in parentheses next to the 520 prayer because like it's pretty early you know <laughs> but like if i'm gonna like be there in a way like go away there like i want to be able to do it all right mm-hmm. so, oh, I am. so go to the 520 um prayer and what that is is like part of it is like <clears throat> part of it is um like prayer like the monks are saying prayer and scripture but and then part of it is like the monks are chanting right mm-hmm. and so there's like a you know there's a lot of like you know some of it i understand like i understand like the regular scripture that they might be saying like prayer using as prayer but and then like there's like some chanting in like error uh syriac that's the language i guess they they say syriac um and so i don't understand that you know (laughs) but like i'll say like some of the words that they repeat but i have no idea what they mean sure right Mm -hmm. yeah um so 520 prayer then you have a 730 prayer um they offer breakfast i usually don't don't eat the breakfast um and then you have a midday prayer and then you have like a lot of space until six twenty, I think it is. Like so, that's evening prayer, and then they have a night prayer, which is at eight fifty, which is my favorite because mm. it's like it, it's it's real dark in the chapel, and the chapel is beautiful, by the way. It's gorgeous, mm. right? All marble floor, like the marble on the floor is like amazing, right? And I'll send you a pic, mm. uh, and um. They have they have like videos, by the way, YouTube videos of the monks at this monastery chanting and having mass and all stuff, by the way. And they have like footage of like just everything there. Mm. Just like But um <clears throat> so yeah, and then so you're so like I'm attending all those pr- like the prayer times, right? And then in between, like what the monks encourage like retreatants to do is like go in some type of meditation, read like spiritual material, reflection, writing, like that's what they want you to do. Spiritual direction from a monk, um, Mm. maybe do a confession. And that's basically what the day, what it all entails. Okay. Uh, Like, so when you were there this time, like, yeah. Generally, like how many people are doing this thing with you? We had a full 10 people. And it usually, I was looking at the guest book. They have a million guests. I'm like, it's no, like, it's like surprising to me that like, it's, they always have room for me, you know? <laughs> but it's like, I was looking through the guest book. It's like, they're always filled, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, every bed was taken um, we had like a cool, like retreat group, like outside community group, because we had um, some kid that was from Boston. Um, he must have been like literally like 19 years old, first year at the seminary, like school in Boston somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So he's first year like in school to be a, a priest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he was there, which was cool, um, and we had a priest from South Carolina who was there and he's a retreatant, you know, he's, 
he's looking just to, you know, have an experience like deep, I am. Yeah, deep you know, in faith. Like a priest, right. Um, so we had a cool group. We had like an older guy that was like, you know, he's been there quite a few times, but like older individuals. So, you, you know, you're like kind of looking out for him, making sure he's good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so uh, is this retreat, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about like priests and praying and stuff. Uh, is there a certain sect of faith that it's practiced? Yeah, so all Christians are welcome, um, but the denomination of um, of this um, order is Catholic. Is Catholic it's Catholicism. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, so I did a confession with Father Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. And... Excuse me. And so my friend Donnie, he's like, he's like, you're going to do confession before, you know, the big mass, Sunday morning mass. Now, Sunday morning mass, there is long, like it's longer than like your typical mass. Like your typical mass is 50 minutes. The mass on Sunday mornings there is close to an hour and a half. Okay. (laughs) It's long. And um, I'm like, I don't know, like. I get, like, some heavy stuff. I don't know. I don't feel like doing, like, a million rosaries, you know, for penance and stuff. <laughs> He's like, oh, you got to do it before the man, the big man. I'm like, all right. I knew I was going to end up doing it anyways, right? <laughs> don't know, twist my arm. It was probably, like, a month since my last confession. So I do it somewhat regularly, but not, like, every week, you know? So things build up. So I go in there and I talk with Father Lewis. He's doing my confession. And what did you know? Guess how many rosaries my friend Donnie had to do for his penance, for his confession? I don't know. You're, you're asking the wrong dude about <laughs> rosary. Donnie was given one rosary he had to do. Okay. Guess how many your friend Adam had to do? Ten. No, no. That would be ridiculous. Two. Which, it may not sound like a lot, but it's a, it's a lot, okay? Like, <laughs> like, as soon as I came out of confession, I look at Donnie, and I'm like, told ya, mine is worse than yours, too. <laughs> but, anyways. So, yeah, so, we ended up, um, so, like, like, I'm someone that, like, when I, when I get into recovery, I pick up, like, my, my religion, of of preference, right? Which is Catholicism. And I, I incorporate that into my life too. But I never, you know, my big thing is like, I never replace, um, never replace 12 step recovery with religion. Religion for me is always in in addition to 12 Mm -hmm. step. Adjunct. Yeah. Yeah. And then by, um, yeah, I'm just thinking of by Sunday afternoon, I started to get some type of cold symptoms <laughs> and, um, I ended up calling out sick for work Monday and which is not good. Like when you work at a school, like you're coming off a holiday, they don't like, they kind of frown on when, when, um, when, when we call out like after a holiday, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
um, so like, but I mean, I wasn't, wasn't doing that great. And, um, I ended up going to the doctors, no strap, no nice. COVID, nice. um, just your typical viral thing. But I will say the doctor gave me something that they've never, or they haven't, I don't remember them ever giving me <clears throat> and it's lidocaine rinse. Mm. The stuff is gross, but yet really effective. And what's it for? It basically just numbs up the back of my throat mm. to put a stop with like, uh, like I had a real bad sore throat. Like even the doctor said, he's like, yeah, your throat's pretty ir- irritated back there, he said. Mm. Right? <clears throat> so, um, and it helps with not coughing too, you know? So it just numbs it basically. Nice. And today I woke up, trudged it through work. <laughs> um, and um, and I woke up like congested now. I wasn't congested before. Not that everyone wants to hear my fucking cold symptoms, but... <laughs> We've all had them before, Adam. Relax. I, the, the, the original symptoms were just sore throat. Um and like a little bit of cough from the sore throat, but now it's like congestion. It wasn't congestion before, now it's congestion. But which just means to me that it's on its what's trying to get out of me, you know? So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So one of the one of the insights that I had during the retreat. Mm-hmm. You wanna hear it? Absolutely. <laughs> Hold on, let me blow my nose. I'm gonna press mute real quick. This time I'm gonna be polite. Why not? Be yourself. Be your whole self. Don't mute us from your life. All right. All done. Okay. Um, So one of the things that came to me in meditation, and it is far from anything profound, okay? (laughs) Way to soften the blow. It is not profound at all. It's probably the opposite of profound, whatever the fuck that is, right? Um, what kept on coming to me was accepting life as is. Interesting. That's what came to me. Accepting life as is, right as it is. It just kept on coming to me in different ways, but that was one of the phrases that came to me. That was it. And why why do you think that was so uh, prevalent for you? Well... With, um, like, with stuff in my life, like, sometimes I'll get, you know, I'll resist, like, the way things are, and I'll try to, like, force, like, my will, you know, or, like, I try to force stuff, or, like, yeah, when it's just going to make stuff worse, you know? I don't know. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I mean, right, is is that... Even in therapy, like aha moments are not like earth shattering things. They're just not like a heightened awareness to certain right. connections. And so that resonated with you. And if you're applying it and it's making sense, so be it. It works. Yeah, so be it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm on. Um, so so one of the things that I I forget if I told you or not, but. Excuse me. A couple weeks ago in therapy, my therapist is like, you know, what's something that 
uh, it came up that like I wanted to get back to doing to saying the rosary right because like in the past when I've said the rosary like on a consistent basis I, I feel better and I like I like praying the rosary right mm-hmm. um, and so that was something that like I oh that's what it was a couple last therapy session a couple weeks ago I was disappointed in myself because I made a commitment two nights in a row that the next morning on my way to work in my car I and I I mean I actually think I shared this on the podcast maybe last couple of weeks ago, mm. uh, but I failed to like follow through with the commitment that I made. Right mm. now, fast forward to um, the day before Thanksgiving Wednesday, I find myself I doing a rosary. Right Thanksgiving morning, I pray a rosary, and then I'm on retreat doing rosaries all weekend. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I've done rosary, did rosary yesterday, did rosary on my way to work this morning. So now I'm on like a, you know, you have some momentum with it, which is cool. (laughs) It's energy. It's moving forward. It's yeah. Yeah. It's great. Good stuff. Any other questions about the retreat about, about that? I mean, I don't have any. If our audience would love to comment in the uh, in the podcast, if you listen on Spotify or email us, I think that would be really cool. Oh, you know what question comes up a lot? Can women go? That's a popular. Oh I, yeah, I actually thought I, I it popped into my head, but yeah. Um, women cannot go like be a retreatant, but what they can do is attend. Um, like the Sunday morning mass there that's open to outside community. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and they can attend like adoration or like it, they can just go in the chapel and pray and meditate when it's, you know, it's open like all the time. They can just go in there and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Cool. And they can, they have a cool bookstore there too and they can go in and buy a book if they want. Mm. Nice. Nice. I'm, you know, I, I think it's, you know, encouraging to hear you kind of commit to something like this, right? It's, you know, a break from the normal weekend, right? And I think a lot of people who would love to, like, get away and, like, retreat of, like, any sort, but they don't necessarily, you know, commit to it for kind of any given reason, Um and I, and I think even just the whole notion of like not having your phone or let, let it like having that be a part of the whole process, which is again distraction, which is not being centered. Right. Um. I, I think is a cool part, and, and you know, for all of us to like be a part of like being away from like social media and phone contact and like the outside world, and really just kind of being present in the moment and the way, you, excuse me, the way that you described, you know, the whole setting, right, is. You know, very peaceful and, you know, very present and spiritual and, you know, you can kind of almost like feel the vibe, you know, and how you described it. So I think all that stuff is, you know, really, really cool that I I think there's lots of opportunity, you know, religiously, spiritually or not to to really invest in. Uh, And I think that can really help us in in this century, you know, really regroup 
and, you know, maybe even like, you know, define like a set of purpose. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I think, um, I saw like, um, a 60 minutes special with, uh, John Kabat-Zinn. Um, and he does a mindful retreat in California. I'm, I'm sure it's quite expensive, but, um, there's portions of it that, that is silent where people, the whole thing will be non-talking and like mindful meditation and walking and whatever. And I think it was, um, Anderson Cooper was interviewing him and even for Anderson Cooper, like he had to like give his cell phone up to be like on the premises. And he talked about how like anxiety provoking that was for him. But like after like an hour or two, like it went away and you know, he was, uh, you know, more calm. So it's just, you know, cool stuff. Yeah. I reflected on the last time I was there, it took a, I was like, extremely i remember being extremely restless when i got there with the no cell phone mm-hmm. content, no social media stuff right <laughs> this time i was not restless at all about it and i did it like with ease mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so. yeah it's cool stuff it's cool stuff yeah. i'm proud of you man that's good stuff I- i'm glad that you followed through you committed and yeah, you know, hopefully, you know, you're stronger because of it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so do you want to transition? <laughs> um, so if you are a new listener, uh, that music that you heard uh, is well-refined uh, by one of the most popular musicians. No. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our way of the second part the last part of of the podcast that we affectionately call the five controversies where we talk about items that are kind of oppositional potentially and why each one of us favors one versus the other and we really encourage our audience to kind of play along um yeah and and, and duke it out at home uh with your loved ones over some of this type of stuff so uh you know? what you get out. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first one is maybe a relative controversy, but especially coming off the heels of Thanksgiving, the controversy is what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? We did this. We didn't do it, man. Oh, no, you know, we didn't do it. Thank you. You know where I did it, though? With fifth graders. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So now do it with the world. Yeah. So when I was in first grade, my first grade teacher asked me to write, to draw a picture of my favorite Thanksgiving side. And you know what Adam drew? What? Stuffing. Stuffing? <laughs> How do you even draw I stuffing? Drew, I drew stuffing. Well, she asked me what it was, and I said, it's stuffing. So that's it. That's that's funny. Is yeah. it still is it still stuffing to till today? What? So your favorite current Thanksgiving side yeah. is oh, yeah, stuffing. Yeah, yeah. Still stuffing. Still stuffing. I love it. Do, who who makes it or like 
What's what's this? My brother now, the past few years, has made a really good sausage stuffing. Interesting. Side. Yeah, it's homemade. It's it's really good. Hmm. Interesting. Um, definitely not stuffing. I do like stuffing. Um, on on the side, it has to be on the plate for Thanksgiving, but. I think for me it's um, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes and, and, and turkey together. I mean, that's a fantastic combination. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even do mash. What? Yeah, I didn't even put mash in my plate. What? I mean, so you you didn't have Thanksgiving meal? No, I, I had extra stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went to town on stuffing. All right. Um, next controversy, and I think this is a big one, uh, you know, for us as, you know, Boston sports fans. And this is going to probably really charge some some localites here. But yeah. Celtics versus Red Sox. Oh, man. Tough one. <laughs> so what do you mean by this? <laughs> If you had to pick between the Celtics versus the Red Sox, like the go-to, no. If you could only see one of these sports for the rest of your life, which one would you? Oh man, I can't do this. <laughs> Come on, don't don't done. cop out. I forfeit. You can't. <clears throat> Man, are you fucking kidding me right now? Hey, I told you. How dare you do this to me? Like, I'm... (laughs) Your brain's in a pretzel right now. Yeah, it's hurting. (laughs) More than usual. Oh, man. This is terrible. You know how much I love the Celtics, okay? I've been to Celtics games with you. Yes. I've been to Red Sox games with you, too. Have we? Yeah. Really? Yep. yep. I have pictures. What? Yeah. I don't think that's true. Wait, wait, what do you mean? We're first row center field. Uh, maybe not. Oh, it's not me. <laughs> it's the other Barbaros you know, you clown. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. I'm thinking about someone else. Obviously. All right, just pick. <laughs> All right, you're gonna make me do it. Yep. I guess I guess Red Sox. I guess Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And and why are you leaning Red Sox versus Celtics? Because just because it's baseball, and baseball has like a whole nostalgia type of thing with me, and like it has this nostalgia nostalgic fail to the game because like it it's something about like trying to keep like it's one of the sports or I guess the only sport that has done like that has done no they haven't even done a good job at this but they've done better than the other sports of like keeping like a lot of the integrity of the game like how it was Right, like the other sports, I feel haven't really been able to do that as baseball has. 
don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Alright. Well, you know, if, if this controversy comes up, you know, maybe you can flip-flop that you, you know, uh, you know, or, or try to pick both like you normally do. But for me... And again, when I wrote this down, I was just like, wow, right? Even for me, I like basketball way more than baseball. Um, watching a Celtics game live especially is a lot more thrilling than it is with baseball. Even though I've been in, you know, in Fenway a bunch of times, you know, watching games on TV. Um, but my answer is still the Red Sox over the Celtics. And here's the reason, yeah. especially now, like living out of state for like over a decade, when I go back and let's say I drive to Boston, the nostalgia for the Boston garden isn't as strong as Fenway. And when I see Fenway, I am like, almost like moved to tears because like that has been in Boston, what, since like the early 1900s. Right. Um, so like that for me is like so weighted and that's why, you know, I would say Red Sox over Celtics, not necessarily because of the sport or the team itself. It's just Fenway is so meaningful to me. Yeah. Is that where you're going with? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Silence. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for acknowledging my my expression. I listened. I heard. That's all I can do. <laughs> okay. You're you're not the silent retreat anymore. You have to interact <laughs> with other human beings. All right. Controversy number three for tonight. Uh Zoom versus WebEx. Um, I've used WebEx like maybe once, so um, I'm a Zoom guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can't remember all the different features on on X. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Zoom. That's a that's an easy one for me. Yeah. In my private practice, when when I do telehealth, I, you know, I have the Zoom platform. Um, so that's what I use, but I, I, early on in the pandemic, um, when I was at Rutgers, WebEx was the thing that Rutgers had purchased. And so we were kind of using that. It was very, very clunky and like hard to kind of like navigate and like schedule and stuff. You know, Zoom was a little bit more like user-friendly and like even like visually appealing. So, uh, Zoom for me. Um... All right, controversy number four, and I know what you're gonna say. We did this one before. No, we didn't. So, check the archives. huh? Check the archives. Yes. Um, burrito versus fajita versus taco. We did this one. No, we didn't. We did different kinds of burritos, and we did different kinds of tacos, but we never did burrito, fajita, taco. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go burrito all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the soft wrap. Yeah. Yeah. 
Keep going. Kind of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm uh, you know right there with you. I think um, the burrito like enclosure is a lot more uh, enjoyable. Fajitas a little open. Things are kind of like falling out ish, like out, out of the way. Taco mostly comes with the hard shell, like you know. Um, if you get a soft taco, kind of up my alley. But uh, yeah, I would say out of the three, I would lean burrito heavier uh than the other uh two options mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. all right no, kind of a shitty one but whatever <laughs> thanks thanks for the uh commenting uh all right last one for tonight um pickleball versus paddleball all right i have yet to play pickleball but i'm choosing pickleball have you played paddleball? I played paddleball. I'm doing pickleball. I've been wanting to do pickleball since I was in Florida, watching <laughs> everyone do pickleball. Just didn't get to do it. And I come back here, and the the tennis courts on on the um, on the Wakefield Lake, they're no longer tennis courts. They're pickleball courts. Yeah. And I I was watching from. Uh, September until maybe like a month ago, like a ton of people playing pickleball in there. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Do you want to play with me? Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I've, I've never played either. Um, it's, it, it's funny how, again, like this, you know, pickleball, you know, especially has kind of, you know, Spawn. I know there is a a paddle ball group out there, but to me, as like a novice and kind of like just seeing it kind of explode, and this is probably not accurate, but like like pickleball came first, and then like paddle ball people were like, "Hey, we exist too, and we you know, we do it a little differently, and this is our kind of thing." So like, I like the original, and so I I would say you know pickleball for me over paddle ball only because in my mind pickleball came first. And I would like to try the thing that kind of came out first that really brought people out and like playing this game where like, again, tennis is a very difficult sport and they kind of like, you know, refined it and made it easier for like all physical abilities to have use. Have I played tennis with you? Yes, we have. That's what I thought. We've, right. I think we've shared the, it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah that's one, right. One of the earlier episodes, some... Yeah. I remember this now. Ten yeah. months ago. Yeah. All right, that's the show. Celtics win in 124-97. Sorry, Celtics, for choosing the Red Sox. Oh, my God, I feel so bad. <laughs> um, so that is the episode for today. Uh, really appreciate everyone who listens, everyone who comments, everyone who follows us on Instagram. Um, please listen to our episode Tell your loved ones about our episode. Um, we want to just make it really useful. It's useful for us, and we really want it to be beneficial um, in our experiences in different ways and collectively. We want to make sure that you know uh, addiction recovery treatment is is not ignored, is not overshadowed by other things. And you know, our premise is to uh, do this show on a weekly basis so that, um, anyone who listens or anyone who sees the, you know, the post or, 
whatever, um, it kind of just reigns true and um, it, it resonates and, you know, you, you find some some solace in it and you, and you find some laughter in it too. So, you know, really what our, yeah, I think. Our definitely purpose. some laughter, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, and I want to say big, big guest coming next week. Big guest. Big, big, big guest next week. It's okay. guest week. <laughs> it's guest week. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for. Yep, we got a big, big guest. And the week after, what do we have, Bob Rose? Your visit. My visit, which means... We're doing a show to, in person. We're, yep, we're doing episode in person together in the same room for the first time ever. And that is going to be different. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it'll be different. We'll blow the doors off this podcast. Like I'm going to... like in my, I think I mentioned this. I don't know how it's going to go. It may, be, it may be terrible. We may only be able to do this podcast... <laughs> Like separated, not being in the same room. Well, because yeah. like, am I gonna be able to give you shit when you're less than a foot away from me? <laughs> am I able gonna? Am I gonna be able to talk shit to you in the same way? That's the question. That's All right. yeah. hold on, audience. <laughs> the suspense. The suspense. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. my god. So <laughs> yeah. So please uh, listen to us on on any podcast platform uh if you listen to us on spotify you can comment directly on the episode uh amazon music uh podcast we're there also and uh, apple podcast also the show is called the addict and the counselor you can also email us at the addict and the counselor at gmail.com with any questions comments concerns again if anyone out there you know is struggling and you know wants us to talk about a subject matter we are not bashful we are not shy Sadly and interestingly, you know, we're very versed in, in, in the world of like addiction and recovery and treatment. So, um, you know, there's no question that, um, you know, we'll shy away from. And so we want, you know, to kind of put it out there, you know, to the universe. So, you know, thank you all uh, for listening. Uh, keep listening and keep following. All right. I'll talk with you. All right. That's the show. That's a wrap. Bye. Later.